Hey there, Wu's and Charmers, it's Patrick Wu. And if you haven't figured out just yet, Veronique Pavetta and I have been doing a show every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time live in front of you. And the great thing is, you guys can join on in. So come on in and ask questions, be part of the conversation, and we would love to have you. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking specifically about your superstitious thinking and also if you believe that signs matter. What is your birthday sign? Well, let's find out. Welcome to the Wooist Podcast, the number one place to become a superhuman charmer. Do you believe in signs, first of all? Like... I don't know if I believe in it, but I I like to keep my mind open for anything I I cannot know for sure. You know, so I I um I quite like to to know when people's birthday is and if someone shares a birthday with me, I think it's cool and you know, it's uh-huh. you, you tend to see some similarities between people that are born around the same time or so yeah, like I think it's fun. Like, I don't think it's very scientific or like mm. foolproof you know it's not i don't think you can predict a lot of things based on it mm. but it's fun yeah birthdays are fun yeah because I, I i feel like this might be a little silly but for me i've i kind of like believe that whenever someone has a february birthday i'm gonna mm-hmm. get along with them like it's yeah. supposedly aquarius's get along with other aquarius's mm. so uh so i was kind of curious about you because i i've always kind of had a superstition that, oh well this person's february that means that they're gonna get along and i was like oh there look i'm right i confirm <laughs> it. it's right they really are cool well you know the thing is that can be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you um if you hear someone's birthday is in february and you maybe your mind is predisposed to look for things you like about them you know, because you kind of want to like them because they're from February and like people from February are cool. So, you know, may- maybe that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you actively look for things you like in this person. That, that's probably true. Or a lot of times <laughs> I'll be like, is your birthday in February? Because I like you a lot. Because you're such a cool person. Because <laughs> <laughs> that happens for me. I'm like, I think because like I've had, I've dated a few women that had, March birthdays and in the signs of Aries and Aquarius is not having fiery, passionate relationships and then not mm. ending so well. I've kind of, I'm like at the, at the very beginning, kind of afraid of women that I meet that have March birthdays. Like it's also felt self-fulfilling prophecy. Again, so, yes, in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you start off a little bit cautious and you think, oh no, her birthday is in March, then, you know, probably it's not the best start for a date because you're already kind of suspecting there's something wrong with her or it will end badly, you know? I know we joke about this, but it's, it was actually kind of a, a serious thing. Like mm. I had a lot of anxiety around it. Like, oh my gosh, this person has a March birthday. This must go wrong at some point. And, mm. and it's like, well, it's always kind of gone wrong with March birthdays. I'm not sure if other people have this thing. Where, but having said that, Pat, are are you single right now or are you in a relationship? I'm currently single. 
So that means all your relationships have ended. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not necessarily a March thing, right? (laughs) You just made that up that March is particularly bad. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I was curious do you have any superstitions like that yourself? Superstition? Yeah. Like, Um, well, I, I would say I do have thinking about certain things. Um, but what you said, actually, I'm, I'm not going to um, avoid your question, but what you said sparked like something in me. Um, I, I was having some conversations with people about um, polygamy and polyamory and, you uh-huh. know, like, should people be monogamous or not? Like, is it natural or not? Like this whole discussion. And someone said to me, well, you know, to be honest, um, I don't have anything against polyamory, but I've never met a polyamorous couple that uh, survived in the long term. Like polyamorous relationships tend to end, you know? And I thought about it and I, and I asked him, yeah, but what about monogamous relationships? Like the vast majority of monogamous relationships end too, right? Yeah. Like there's a huge number of divorce. Um, like there's a, a huge rate of divorce all over the world. And, and, so monogamous people tend to break up too so yeah polyamorous people tend to break up but you know so do monogamous people so i don't think that's an an argument pro or contra you know but i think in your mind you tend to focus on um things that kind of uh confirm what you already think like you know a march relationship will not work polyamory will not work and then (laughs) and then you kind of look for everything that will confirm that um so so that's just an aside but i'm trying to think do i have am i superstitious are there things like that um let me think yeah i i think there's one thing i used to have and then i kind of got over it um i used to think that um you know if if um the relationship is really passionate in the beginning uh and like physical connection is really good and you have great sex and then there comes a point where that kind of switches and it becomes not as nice or boring or whatever Mm -hmm. i used to think once it's switched it never it could never switch back and that's kind of a superstition because i like i in my mind i had it that you know it's it's good and then once it turns it's like you might as well just end the relationship because it's never going to be good again Mm. you know that's actually really interesting yeah and because i thought that and because i really thought that was like an effect um i i i kept confirming it because because the thing is once it kind of switched i would get so discouraged and so kind of i would freak you know i would freak out and kind of get scared and think oh this is the end and so that would make it the end you know Mm -hmm. because i freaked out so much so i was kind of again that was like a self-fulfilling prophecy because because i thought it couldn't switch back i didn't give it a chance to switch back Mm. right yes so and then then actually i had one relationship where you know it was really really good and then it became not so good and i somehow i managed not to freak out (laughs) and Actually, it went back to being really, really good. So mm-hmm. then my, ch- my thinking changed and I thought, oh, wait a minute. 
that was just a superstition I had. Like that was just something I had assumed to be true, but it can be different. And it, it did a lot for me to kind of stop thinking in such like black and white terms about it. Yeah, well, that's fantastic that you were able to switch that. Because I mean, I was like, yeah, isn't that true? If it, if maybe if it wasn't passionate anymore, then maybe it can't go back that way. And then yeah, once so you, you share the same yeah. superstition I used to have. <laughs> you use that. Use that word. You share the same superstition that oh. I used to have. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, I, I think we, I, I shared exactly the same superstition that you have. Mm. You had. So you're still in the previous phase where you think <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> well, I now don't believe that when you said that, but. Well, let's say you could be open to explore the possibility that maybe that's just something you made up. Like maybe that's just something you assume to be true, but maybe it isn't. Like maybe now you can have it like as a half truth, you know, like maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. I guess I maybe never thought about that, but when you first said it, I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think before I always thought that, okay, if, if something is this way, then it can't change. Hmm. And, and I think it, even in the last few months or so, I'm like, Oh, so things can actually change. Yeah. If I if I'm open to the possibilities of it. Mm. And especially I've learned that as long as you don't freak out too much and you try to keep your mind clear and you um, you're kind of patient and you you kind of keep your mind open to like having a new thought about something or um, having a change of mind or a change of heart. Um, there's a lot is possible. But the thing is, if we get really insecure and we freak out and our mind gets really busy, then we're going to uh, ruin a lot of things. Like we're going to ruin relationships. We're going to ruin interactions because um, we, we are so freaked out and our mind is so busy. We don't give it a chance. We, we cannot like rescue it. We cannot pick it back up because we're too far gone in our head. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, it's kind of an internal thing. It's, yeah. uh, you already left the relationship like you already left the date because you're so freaked out mm. and that's why like you cannot turn it around you, you know that actually reminds me of when i was 20 years old and i went on this one date with this woman it was like a long time ago it was really early in my dating career i just remember how insecure i was like i, I would think one, one of my things was okay well i'm sure that if this woman met all my friends, mm -hmm. then she will like all my friends and, and not talk to me anymore. That's, that's oh. how I thought. So, so that was my insecurity, or you could call it my, what's the word that I used earlier? Superstition? My superstition, uh, if you want to call it that. And, and when, we, when we would go on dates, I would tell her, oh yeah, she would ask me, oh, Patrick, why don't you have a girlfriend? And I'd be like, oh, well, it's because all my my friends are so good looking. I don't want you to meet them. <laughs> and she's like, Oh really? She's like, yeah, that's why I don't have a girlfriend. Cause every time they meet one of my guy friends, they steal them from me. And I don't want you to meet one of my guy friends yet. Mm. So, so it, it would just keep running in my head thinking over and over again that, okay, she's going to, if she met one of my friends, I know that she'll like the, her, them better than me. So, and, and I was never open to the possibility that, perhaps that she could also just like me also. 
I mean, mm. she was spending time with me, and she seemed like she liked me. But the more insecure I became, I think. Mm. Well, I, I think that uh, I just kind of just self sabotaged myself. Yeah, and and also, you probably you you were so concerned, you know, with her not liking you that you didn't see that she actually liked you. Like there was no space in your mind to to see how much she actually did like you because you were constantly thinking about how, you know, she didn't like you enough or, you know, she didn't like you enough to like you better than just any other guy she would meet, you know? Yeah, well, I think even from that point and a lot, and talking to a lot of guys, I think it's kind of like the same thing where they had this thing rolling in their heads thinking, you know, I'm really, really bad with women. And if a woman actually liked me, well, that couldn't be true. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they're, they're taking themselves out of it. Like, well, that possibility isn't there. She must, she, there must be an angle that she's playing. Why does she mm-hmm. like me? Or, or, mm-hmm. uh, like, why was she, why, why does she like me instead of all these other guys? There's, there's, and, and then you become very suspicious of it. And, and, mm-hmm. and for me, it was like that too. Like, why does this person like me? Like, like there's nothing to like about me. At one point, I mean, this is what I, I thought legitimately. Mm-hmm. So including that time when I was with that woman, I told her, hey, you know, if you meet all my friends, you're going to like them more. Don't meet my friends. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because all of that, like when we talk about self-fulfilling prophecies, um, people could mistakenly hear it as, um, you're kind of manifesting something bad because you think about something bad. You, you see how someone could say, oh, they're talking about manifesting. Do you see that or not? Uh, what, what do you mean by thinking about manifesting? You know, like there's this whole thing, like if you listen to Abraham Hicks or the secret or, yes, okay. you know, kind of yes, master manifestors. Sure. If like, you think um, it, it'll happen. Exactly. So there's this thing, like simply put, like you said, if you think it, it will happen. So if you think she's going to leave me for my friend, she's going to leave you for your friend. You know? mm. But I'm, what I want to point out is that that's not exactly what we're talking about, or at least not in that kind of magical woo-woo way. Like, I want to point out that what we're talking about is that if your mind is filled with insecure thoughts, and if your mind is filled with um, kind of thoughts about how you're not good enough, or people, like, she will not like you, or, um, you know, sex can only be good in the beginning of a relationship, and once it's, um, once the fire is gone it's gone forever like if you actually think things like that actively and you feed those thoughts you're going to end up just in a bad feeling and with your mind all cluttered and you're not going to be capable of making the most of a relationship Mm. because your mind is filled with um clutter like it's just noisy in your head and so there's no space for enjoyment there's no space for seeing possibilities there's no space for seeing um opportunities Mm -hmm. and that's why it ends up going downhill and it ends up you know not working out so it's not like a magical manifesting thing like oh no i thought about um how she would like 
my friend better and it happened. You know, I, I mm. made that happen because I had bad thoughts and now I have to control my thoughts. Oh, you know? wow. This, so, this is a really big thing right now. This yeah, so I'm, that's something to be careful about. Like, we're not actually talking about that. We're, we're kind of, it could sound like we're saying the same thing, but we're not really saying the same thing. It's, a, it's slightly different what we're talking about. It's yeah. fundamentally different, actually. It's not yeah. slightly different. It's completely different. Because mm -hmm. I, I had those exact same thoughts that, that you're talking about when I read The Secret, yes. which was, if I think it, then it'll happen. It will happen. So I would, I, was, I would always think, okay, I must think the good thoughts. So I'll keep thinking. I, am, like, I would say, I, I remember even doing this like, I, within a, like a year ago, where I would look in the mirror and be like, Patrick, you are sexy, or you are mm. sexy. You are good looking. You deserve. You are worthy. <laughs> you are rich. You deserve wealth and richness, and and all of a sudden, mm. I was saying all these affirmations in front of yeah. a mirror, trying to think the right thoughts. Mm. And and when I look back at it, even from a year ago, I'm like, wow, that was really silly. Like someone who's probably really rich or really uh, good looking or sexy or, or whatnot probably wouldn't have to do that yeah, and it's very stressful it's, it's very, very stressful, stressful because you you become very scared of your thoughts because if you have a quote unquote bad thought you get really scared that it's going to manifest and that you're kind of creating something horrible so so you freak out every time you have a bad thought because <laughs> you're scared of the consequences mm. and so if you go in that direction, you're going to end up creating the opposite of what you're trying to create because every time you have a thought you don't want, you freak out, you get insecure, so you get more of these thoughts because you're in a bad state of mind. You know, so it's kind of a, a vicious circle. So it, it's not helping people to, to push them in that direction where they get more and more scared of their thinking. Yeah, and I can see just how... Because this thinking that way for me was super stressful managing what I was mm -hmm. thinking. I was like mm -hmm. constantly thinking, no, 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 I, I can't have that thought. I must mm -hmm. be positive. Mm -hmm. and, and I would, I would, I would always try to manage my thinking mm -hmm. as opposed to like letting it, letting it all go. And then actually having a lot more peace with myself and, and, and the situations that I was in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that was, you know, talking about this, this is actually a really good topic because, I mean, this was something I struggle with a lot. And this is what I see almost everyone in the dating community that mm -hmm. struggle with. This is the biggest thing that people struggle with that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I think it's understanding your thinking, understanding the power of thought and what it can do and what it cannot do is really important in dating. If you don't understand kind of the nature of thought and thinking, it's you're not going to do well in dating, basically. Mm. I mean, that's kind of a harsh statement. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you're, you're all going to fail if you think that way. Well, no, 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 no. See, you, you rephrased it differently. I'm saying if you don't understand the nature of thought, you're going to have a hard time dating. I'm not saying if you have the wrong thoughts, 
it's going to go badly, you know? <laughs> I was just kind of making fun of you, Bernie, but... Yeah, yeah, but see, this is how it's easy to misunderstand this because it's a really subtle point. Mm-hmm. It's not about, um, like, eliminate bad thoughts. And if you fail at eliminating bad thoughts, you're going to fail at dating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like, who cares what you think? Like, you can have all kinds of thoughts. You can, you know, you, you can have insecure thoughts. You can have the thought, oh, this is never going to work out. Or you can have the thought, I'm not attractive. And if you're, if you hold it lightly and you kind of really see, oh, well, that's just a thought. It's, it's no big deal. You know, I don't have to pay attention to it. It's not going to um, be a handicap in your dating. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, um, I'll, I'll give myself an example. Like my mind, um, like I produce all kinds of like thoughts all the time. Like, you know, I have insecure thoughts, but I don't pay attention to them and I don't respect them very much. So they don't form much of a handicap for me. Like I can go on a date and think, um, you know, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not successful enough or um, like, I don't know, like I'm, my clothes are horrible or like whatever. I can have all kinds of insecure thoughts and just not pay too much attention to them. So I'll still show up at the date kind of like relaxed and with an open mind and like ready to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Not because my thoughts are higher quality, but because I pay less attention to the noise, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh, my thoughts are as low quality as the next person, you know? Mm-hmm. I have lots of insecure thoughts. I have lots of um, like negative thoughts or bad thoughts, if you want to call them that way. But I don't care. So my mind stays relatively free and I'm still capable of enjoying a date. Well, that's, that's great. And I think that that's also one thing that I do now, like, instead of focusing, it must be attractive, must be worthy, must be super rich <laughs> while, while, I'm, while I'm in front of a woman these days. <laughs> I, I'm just like, okay, well, I, if I stop thinking about those things or stop caring about those things, typically uh, my connection with that woman will probably be a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I, I have noticed, I'll, especially within the last year. I'm like, wow. I've been doing, I've been, there's just too much going on in my mind when I'm on mm-hmm. dates. And now I'm like, if I just let that, all that background, and even if I have those thoughts, it's okay. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not such a big deal if I'm having these right now. And I'm just going to try to focus on my connection with this woman. And not, yeah, another common thought, like what, when you were talking, I was thinking is, um, oh my God, I hope I'll know what to say. You know, like, I hope I'll oh. say the right thing or mm-hmm. I hope I'll do the right thing. Um, like, when will I know um, if this is going well? Like, like, when will I know if I can kiss her? Or, you know, like, y- you can have lots of thoughts about what to do and what to say, kind of. And you have this meta conversation with yourself <laughs> about that while you're actually having a date. You know, so you're, oh, yeah. you're not really, you're not really talking to the person. You're not really connecting with the person in front of you because you're having this conversation with yourself about what you should say and do or not say or not do or how not to screw up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just another part of this. It's, um, you know, if you pay a lot of attention to your thoughts and what's going on in your mind, 
you're going to lose the connection with the person in front of you because like, like we said before on the previous episode you can either be with the person or you're in your head talking to yourself <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's one or the other and the more you respect what's going on in your head and the more attention to, you give to your thinking the less you're there like connecting to this person in front of you so mm -hmm. um, that's really really key yeah i think so too i think that's pretty much success to life right there yes veronique i'm actually really interested because i'm sure that some of my listeners right now uh, are also probably thinking okay well earlier we talked about manifestation mm -hmm. if that if if it's not about thinking the right things to get what we want how do we manifest mm -hmm. this lovely woman in our lives how do we manifest all these riches in our lives how do we manifest that date that we're that we're interested in in getting so how do we do that or how would you answer that I think it's more about um, getting the eyes for opportunities rather than um, kind of manifesting something, um, kind of something to, that would appear out of thin air. You know, like there's no perfect mate and then poof, there is a perfect <laughs> mate, you know? So I would say it's more about um, keeping your mind clear and um, training your eyes so you see more of the potential in, in people, you see more of the potential in situations because it's a little bit like uh, when you decide to buy a car, all of a sudden you like you go out into the street and you see cars everywhere. Like you all of a sudden, like the different models and makes and colors and things just kind of pop out and you, you kind of see stuff with more detail all of a sudden because you're, your mind is kind of tuned into cars, you know? Do you have this, have you had this experience or when you're renovating a house or you're thinking about painting your walls in your room, then all of a sudden you go to people's places and you see the color of the walls. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You start noticing, Oh wait, you have this kind of poster yeah. on your wall. You have this, this kind of color on your wall and you start noticing about walls. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have the eyes for walls, you know, <laughs> or if you, if you, or like if your sister is pregnant, then all of a sudden you'll walk in the street and you'll see pregnant women everywhere. Although, Previously, you never noticed pregnant women. Like it wasn't like a, it wasn't on your radar. Mm -hmm. So you can have um, good relationships or like um, you can have good connection on your radar and kind of have the eyes for a good connection. And then all of a sudden you'll start to see more moments of connection with people mm -hmm. and you'll start to value them more and nurture them and then that will lead to better and better dates and better and better relationships so it's, it's about developing your eyes more than taking control of your thinking so you would think the right things so you would manifest what mm -hmm. you want yeah I, I, I understand that completely and and for me i'm not sure how this happened but i think uh, when people ask me patrick how did you start getting great with women mm -hmm. how, how did you start having better connections with women and I think one of the, the big points, I don't know how this happened, or I'm not sure if this is actually just in my mind, but 
I, I remember there was one day where, when I just said, you know what? I think I am attractive. I think I am good with women. And, and I just started to see all the moments that that was true. Mm. So, so that was a kind of a pivotal moment. And when I started say like, you know what? I think I, what if I really am good? Like, mm. what if the whole time I was lying to myself for all these years? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because it kind of means you develop the eyes for your success in dating. Like you, you had had successes before, but you hadn't really noticed them or seen them. Like you just remembered what went wrong or what oh, yeah. wasn't the oh, way yeah. you oh, liked. I don't, I don't have a girlfriend, of course. And then it'd be like, oh, th- this person didn't call me back. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then one day I was like, well, what if I, I really saw... If I, if I want to see if that was not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Now, those things could still happen. But what if I also saw my successes or whatever I called successes? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the way that this woman looked at me, oh, that woman, like, well, she looked at me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that was interesting. Well, that woman came up to me and, and said this lie. I think she was hitting on me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I never like gathered all that information before. And I used to only look at, oh, of course, she didn't call me back. Or, mm-hmm. of course, she would say, no, she has a boyfriend. Or, of course, uh, of course, she's not interested. But when I started to, to see it for myself, and I, I don't know how this happened, by the way. But mm-hmm. one day I just had a thought, well, what if I was totally wrong? What if, what if maybe, in fact, if I, maybe, what if I was really attractive and I mm-hmm. just was lying to myself the whole time? It was a really, it was very odd thought, but it's always yeah, it's kind of held true since then. And, and it was kind of that shift in that moment where I started thinking dif- differently. And I don't know how I did it, but it was just what I remembered happening. That's really interesting. And it's, it's very, very true. And it's, that's a really powerful example of how, how your whole experience of yourself can shift like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you used to think you were really bad with women and then your level of consciousness went up and you started seeing all these moments in your past where you had been successful or you started seeing all the moments in the present where you were being successful. And, and you were like, wait a minute, I just made that up that I'm really bad at, like I'm really bad with women. But actually, once like my level of clarity in my mind went up, I started seeing all these other things I hadn't noticed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in my book, The Art of Wooing, I actually, <laughs> I actually mentioned uh, in that book that uh, there was a moment where my, my mom showed me this picture of me and this, little, this other girl when I was like four years old or three years old. I forgot how old I was, but it, it was really young. And, and I was kissing her in that photo. I'm like, wait, oh. I, kissed, like, I kissed a girl that young? and and i remember thinking well if i was that attractive as a little boy then surely i must be i I can't still be attractive now so that's That's kind of like what what i i mean as silly as that example is that's kind of how i see it now if if that were true when you were a little boy or when you were a little girl and you were attractive then then that probably means that you still have that same attractive spirit now if it's it's always been inside you that's really beautiful well, well, and profound. You. Well, thank you. 
Yeah. And, and so I was manifesting at a really young age. <laughs> well, you know, I let, let me, I, I will put my um, through principles practitioner hat on. Okay. And I would say, you know, when you were three or four years old, you were much better at being in the moment. You know, you were just, you were just being yourself. You didn't have too much thinking about yourself. You didn't have too much thinking about other people. Your mind was free. You were kind of, you know, more spontaneous and more fluid in your thinking. And so things were kind of easy back then, you know. But then when we get older, we all start um, paying way too much attention to our thinking and getting way too busy in our minds. and. Um, like we just start holding on to unuseful thoughts and it makes our life much more difficult and it makes connection more difficult. It makes dating more difficult. Like it makes kissing girls more difficult, you know, but that's, that's all that's happening. It's all really innocent. It's just at some point we start doing things with the gift of thought that doesn't, that don't serve us. That's, that's the only thing that happens. So it's easy to, to switch that back around and, and find that spontaneity again that you had when you were three or four. Like you can find that freshness again of like a young child once you start understanding thought mm -hmm. better. Well, fantastic. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> well, it makes sense to me. But if you guys, but if it does not make sense to you, then then send an email to me at patrick at lewis.com and, and Veronique and I will answer it the very next time. Yeah, do let us know how, how you're hearing what we're saying. Like, let us know if you like it, if you don't like it, you know, what you want to hear more about or if less. You're <laughs> yeah, or if you're confused and, <laughs> and if you want to suggest that we stop rambling. Uh, well, if you want Pat to kick me out of this show, <laughs> do let him know, you know, it's still his podcast. So let him know if he has to kick me out. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you really feel inclined then send me that message, well, well, well Veronique, it was always, a, it was always fantastic to uh, talk to you. And it was a pleasure talking to you and I hope, being on your show. Yes. Well, well you're welcome. <laughs> and, and thank you all for listening. You guys all have a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye -bye. A wonderful day. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my, my sign off. Wait, am I still talking right now? Okay. I'll see you guys all soon. <laughs> <laughs> have a wonderful day. Want more of Patrick Wu? Then get your free gifts at wooist.com forward slash free podcast. Thanks for being super.